So how do you know or find out or discover like, your truest self? How do we find our Martha? And if you're so confused about who Martha is, Martha is right now. This is Martha. And, I, and I'm kind of joking, but not. But like, it's... <laughs> It's my alter ego, no, but it's just, it's, it's, I'm just weird. I'm a quirky person. But anyways, I'm going to go back to Alyssa. Welcome back to another episode. I'm Stacy. I'm Alyssa. And, and this, this is Tea Talk. Talk. So, so besides the podcast, what Alyssa and I do, we also do community building. So for the starter today, like we kind of want to talk about the community we've built through Instagram and just like it kind of comes full circle. Like this is how we met. Yes. And like, so we wanted to just quickly talk about our kind of interesting journey with building like this authentic space where women can come together. Um, and it started off as just an idea where Stacy and I, you know, recognized that we were making a lot of awesome connections through IG with similar and like-minded women um, who were just very self-reflective, use their platform to talk about real authentic stories. Or yeah. um, we just saw that there were women also out there on Instagram that um I think connected with us on our sort of journey to understand ourselves right. and kind and, of like and, and these yeah. women like we've you know we're we've been DMing and we've created these friendships online and I guess because of the way that Alyssa and I met and like became such good friends, we kind of were like, what if everybody else could also find their insta bestie? Yeah. Right? And, and so then we-, we just started like asking people to like come out, grab dinner with us if they're in the area. And then it just kind of snowballed into this beautiful community of women that we have now. Yeah. That we should call Lift Sisterhood. Yeah. Like a couple months ago, we decided to really give it a formal yeah. like name and also make it more of a formal thing. Instead mm-hmm. of the informal gatherings, we wanted to actually make it a thing that people could look forward to and feel like they're really a part of. And so, yeah, we call it Lift Sisterhood. And that kind of came from this quote that has stuck with me since college, which is lift others as you rise. And the idea is that, you know, as you're moving through your life, you are going to continue to hopefully progress. And as you do that, bring the people with you um, up, you know, it's like, and especially in this community where Instagram can be very competitive and feel like it is a competition with other women. um, We wanted to kind of take that away and strip away those um, mentalities of it being a competition and really yeah. recognizing that we're all women like trying to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. And so why not support each other? Yeah. And I know there are other groups out there that, you know, bring Instagrammers together, but I feel like they're just, they're so monetized and yeah. they revolve around this notion of business and like trying to get collabs with brands. And then some of them you have to pay dues to. And we really just wanted to create a community and, a, and an opportunity for people to just make friends. Yeah. To be sisters and lift each other up and support one another and, like, just be genuine, kind people without the pressure of, like, oh, I have to pay or, um, 
you know, how many followers do we have and how many followers do you have? And then, you know, that all of that negativity we want to strip away. Yeah. And then also as an adult, like it is really hard to make friends outside of like maybe your Mm -hmm. job or school. And so because we recognize that we wanted to provide that space for women to kind of come together on a regular basis and just connect literally on a friendship level. Like, who are you? Like, you know, what's going on in your life? Like beyond just like what you see on Instagram. And so Mm -hmm. last night we um, had an amazing get together as well. And it's kind of like a dream come true because there have been so many women across the U.S. that we've connected with that like at sometimes we're like, oh, I wish you could be here. Yeah. Right. And I've gotten so many DMs um, from women across the United States and from other countries even that, you know, I regularly talk to and they're like, I wish I lived in Southern California so that I could come to your events. And honestly, like, yeah, I feel like that's almost like the trajectory I want to go. And I do want to expand to other mm-hmm. cities and or if I'm visiting another city, I want to, like, hold these events for the girls there. Mm-hmm. Um, but today, we actually have one of Alyssa and I's, like, really good friends that we met through Instagram. But she has been all over the United States, and now she's finally in Southern California for a little bit. Which is a dream come true, <laughs> because when I think back to my own Instagram journey and going back to my purpose and why this woman has been like there through all all of it and like really an encourager in terms of like keeping me motivated to create content or just like reminding me of my own power and the reason why you know my voice is important on Instagram and not just Instagram but like this world and so I'm really excited to introduce my dear friend um Her name is Ping Shua Riley. You might have known who she was if you are in tune with both Stacey and I at all. Um, But before I give her the stage, I just want to share a couple of words about how we connected and that little backstory because I think it's kind of fun to reflect on. About a year ago, um, I had posted, you know, some stories and I do some things like Monday encouragement, things like that. And so I think it was something along the lines of one of those stories. And I get a DM in my IG. And, you know, if you get a DM from somebody you're not following or you haven't, like, accepted yet, um, it goes into that little folder, right, of, like, DMs. And so I click on it, and then there's this sweet, heartfelt message from this Insta handle, Lou and Riley. And I'm like, okay, who is this person? And she messaged me about how much it meant to her to see someone else's page and feel seen as another Asian American woman. Um, And she just shared like really uplifting words of like encouraging like me, what I was doing and saying how much she like was inspired by me. And I was like, whoa, (laughs) for the first time I had actually like connected with somebody who shared that with me. And then one made me feel seen because here was another Asian American woman saying that about me. And I looked at her page and I was like, wait, but I feel that way about you. And then second of all, it just gave me so much encouragement to recognize that even though being vulnerable is really hard and scary sometimes, it's so worth it. And that one DM actually opened up so many other just doors. Now I consider Ping Shua a really dear friend of mine outside of IG. And the fact that she's sitting here next to me is just like a dream come true. Um, But enough about the mushiness, because we know that we're going to get into that later. (laughs) Um, I'm going to give her the stage to introduce who she is. And if you are new to knowing who Ping Shua is, just get ready, because she is full of wisdom and love, and you're going to love her. So... 
Peng Shuo. Go ahead and introduce yourself. We're so Y'all happy. You're the sweetest. Okay. Um, hi, my name is Peng Shuo Riley. She's so I... cute. She like waves the mic. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, I am at Lou and Riley, and I'm a nomad in this season, traveling the country, like Stacey mentioned earlier, and currently right now I'm in SoCal, this is a dream come true. Welcome to LA! Yeah, so my childhood dream was to be a West Coast girl, and (laughs) getting to live that out is seriously making my heart so happy, but my passions in life is uplifting women, this is why I connect with them. And also making jewelry. I love adorning women, not just with jewelry, but with encouraging words. And if you hear a lot of tinkling, that's her arm full of bracelets. (laughs) I'm always full of accessories. (laughs) She sure is. She is decked out right now. She's on brand. I love it. And what's really powerful about Ping Shui is when I think about just her story and like her brand, her jewelry brand, right? Because that's largely what like you know, your Instagram had started off as just like promoting your brand. Um, It's more than just jewelry. It really is a source of encouragement, inspiration. I still remember like one of your lines that you dropped and you named an earring after me. And I was like, wait, what? (laughs) This is like at the beginning, like, I don't think this was, I don't know if we had connected yet, but like, I don't think we did. Stacey, that's why a a jewelry, a pair of earrings was not named after you. Don't worry. I can see Stacey's like, she's like fuming right now. She's like so salty right now. (laughs) But I remember when you did that and I was like so touched by that because one, you thought of me in that way, but two, like how intentional you are Mm. with your brand that it's like everything Mm -hmm. that you do literally has meaning. Mm. It's like everything, like from your posts to your jewelry and the story of how Mm. you create it, like everything is like based in meaning. Yeah. And there's so much heart into it. Like every single time we talk. Or the comments that you make on my post, it's like, wow, she must have spent so much time, like, writing that because I feel it. Like, Mm. and I'm not a feeler, but I feel it. Yeah. (laughs) And it's just, it's so nice to hear from you every Mm. time you do reach out. And, like, it's it's so, there's just so much heart. Like, I, yeah. It's so refreshing, too. It is. But I think that's, like, what we as women, like, Sorry, my bracelet. That's what we as women, like, need. Like, we need to be surrounded with that kind of encouragement. Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, like, that worth is inside of us. And to have someone really speak out that worth and pull it forward, it's like, well, damn, yeah, that is inside me. Like, I totally forgot about that, you know? And so one of the things I love so much about, you know, this brand, this company that I run is that I really do take the time to handwrite letters Yes. To every single customer. I mean, that's probably the most tedious part of packaging. But it's so, I mean, it's it's not even that, like, I need something back from it. But I genuinely want women to understand, like, you are so worthy. And I think that's, it's such a simple thing and it's such a simple act. But when, when you receive something so personal, especially when you feel like you're just, oh, I'm just ordering something online. And it comes with a handwritten personalized note from the freaking owner. Like... That's just like, oh, wow, like this company really cares about the product, but also its customers and me as a person. Right. Yeah. yeah. I still remember the first package I got from you and that note that you wrote me. And I was just like, 
I want to cry. And I, it's actually hanging on my bulletin board. I have a little bulletin board of like special things and yours still lives there because if I'm having a bad day, like I will literally read it because mm-hmm. it's so beautiful. And like your encouragement is so authentic, um, which is a great segue because I'd love for you to talk a little bit about, you have like a tagline with your brand. Yes. What's your tagline? My tagline is you're worthy, you are treasured. Um, yes. I mean the worthy, we kind of talked a little bit about it. But the You Are Treasure piece um, is something that really, out of my own life story, my past experiences, I have really just seen that, like, you know, the hard moments, those pressure points, all of that, Mm -hmm. I mean, produces something so beautiful in us. And just remembering that truth that we are these living treasures, like, in the face of whatever's going on in our worlds. So, yeah, those are my taglines. And I love that because I think it's also a perfect segue for today's topic. And we are sort of tackling a really big category of discussion, I guess, that can be hard to talk about because it involves so many layers. But we're going to try and tackle this idea of like self-love and self-worth and self-acceptance. All of the self. (laughs) All of the reflections of the self. Um, And we really could not think of a better person to talk about this because... When I think of like my hardest days and the days where I'm just like, I feel a little bit low on my self-worth, I really do think of like the strong women in my life and you are one of the people that come to my mind. I'm like, oh my gosh, like Ping Shua, she is so full of light and like I know that I can like rely on you if I ever needed like encouragement and you would like totally fill up my tank for me. So I think that it's such a treat for our audience to be able to experience the magic of who you are today. So... This is not an easy subject, but maybe we can start with what is your definition of self-love? Like, what does that mean to you? Self-love to me is really accepting your story, um, accepting your whole background. (laughs) For me, it has been a lot of just owning my own identity, Um, mainly the Asian American piece, living, I feel like, in almost two worlds. Um, But in that self-acceptance, really self-love to me has been empowerment almost kind of like what lip really stands for Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. the self-love is not just like hey I've risen from this occasion or risen from this moment in my life but like what am I doing with that so self-love empowerment very like equal synonymous terms for me it's like empowering yourself but also empowering others around you too so do you want to do we want to unpack some of that like what yeah (laughs) yeah like (laughs) um the past like you said you moved on from your past like what was it that you moved on from so well we're gonna dig in just a little deep here yeah Uh, we're we're about to get real close y'all we are um one of the most traumatic experiences for me was when I was eight years old my um uncle actually molested me and I remember you know, like, just like any normal child being alarmed, like, what is this? Like, this is feels inappropriate. And you have these alarms, but as a child, you trust these adult figures that are in your life. And in a moment, I just felt this courage to tell my mother what was happening. And my mother, for whatever reason, you know, kind of dismissed it, you know, pushed it under the rug and kind of just like, I'm not really sure what happened. I think it was more the shock and like... Mm-hmm. She didn't believe you or she just... I think she was shocked, you know, like, and the piece of her was just kind of like, is this really happening Mm -hmm. in my, you know, like, home? Um, 
but because I didn't get that immediate, you know, like response that I was expecting, um, it caused for me to almost like want to fight for myself and like protect myself, mm-hmm. you know, like I, from that moment felt like I had to leap 10 years forward and be, you know, like the 18 year old Peng Shua to protect the eight year old Peng Shua. Right. Yes. Um, so, you know, from that, I think that I owned a level of ind- independence in my life at a young age. Um, so in a moment, like from that, well, from that moment forward, every time my parents asked me to repeat myself or to say mm-hmm. something, I would immediately shut down and say, nope, I'm not going to repeat myself. I said it once and that's mm. all I need to say. And it was this constant journey of like, I know my truth. I know what I said. Like what I said is valid mm. and I don't need you to hear me. And so people always saw me as this child who was like stubborn, stuck in her ways or selfish, but it was this protective like mechanism that I defense, yeah, yeah. Like, just like built for it's myself like you had to because something traumatic really just yes. happened to you and you did not you were not heard you were not right. validated right and so it's like from there you have learned that when I tell an adult something that's really serious and I'm not heard then like why else like any from this point forward if it doesn't any, matter yeah like yeah. what what why does it matter yeah. and like and for it's not necessarily maybe like a direct message but it's like enough of a message for you to feel that like every time right from that moment forward you had to respond like that so I mean that one small moment like became almost like this milestone moment to define like my actions moving forward and then reaching into adulthood being in like lots of toxic unhealthy relationships Mm -hmm. I was looking for that fulfillment through relationships whether it was friends or with you know romantic relationships and none of those things really fulfilled me and I remember my cousin saying like hey like you've got to learn to love yourself first like that's ultimately where the journey of happiness is going to begin and Mm -hmm. I just remember thinking like you're crazy like no because I feel like at the time I think we had an idea like oh yeah of course I love myself exactly and like we just, we didn't understand what was that, what did you think self-love was back then mm. during your, like, toxic stages, during your... That's good. Yeah. I would say, like, young teens to even, like... College. Yes, college. My identity was very much wrapped in, like, the, the quantity of relationships, it wasn't mm-hmm. so much like quality. It was like, mm-hmm. how many friends can I have? You know, like how popular. Or, I, yeah, yes, exactly. People Popularity, like, brands. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like, what brands am I wearing? It's almost like, how will I be perceived from other people? Right. I just yeah. want to. I just want outside. that status that exactly. I'm either popular or if I fit in. Right. That yeah. I fit in. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I mean, that was a big piece, fitting in. Fitting in. And so for me, it was like, I have to be dating a good-looking guy, mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. you know, like. I have to be picked up in a nice car. Right. And that's very vain, but it's, mm-hmm. like, real. Yeah. And that, to me, was, like, I felt loved because of those things. Not just, you know, like, that self-love, mm-hmm. but, like, that feeling of, like, wow, somebody External loves me. Validation. Yeah, exactly. yeah, Validation, for sure. Yes. So how would you say that you started to shift and change? Because, obviously, where you are today is very different from yes. the <laughs> Peng Shui that you describe yeah. um, in your past. So where do you think in your life you started to begin to shift your idea of what self-love meant? I think the biggest moment for me was in college. I was dating this guy. He was Chinese-American and thought, like, 
wow, this is my husband. I'm going to marry him. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, he's not Hmong, but he's Asian. Like, <laughs> my parents yeah. will be satisfied. Okay. And, and that was the expectation. Yes, that was the expectation yeah. from family. And somewhere along the journey, he was just kind of like, I don't want to continue leading on, like, in this relationship. And we had been dating probably for over a year at mm-hmm. this point. And he was getting ready to graduate. And it was just like, this is the end of the road. Like, no other reasons. And I just remember at that point, like, feeling like my whole world. Like, I built my whole world around this guy. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, like, this is my future. What are you doing to me? Like, I, yeah. like, there are so many other unknowns from here. Yeah. Um, but that, that. Yeah. <laughs> but that, like, rock bottom moment made yeah. me realize, like, whoa, like, I have all of my identity wrapped up in someone you know like something exterior yes right and someone who I know that at the end of the day like I mean not to wish anything ill but like this person could literally at any point jump ship which they did but you know like I've invested so much of myself and realized that like I didn't put that same energy towards myself Mm -hmm. um I did kiss dating goodbye for her you know like a season because I really wanted to date myself I wanted to enjoy a book go to a picnic go to a movie by myself like eat dinner by myself in a restaurant I mean those things like felt super awkward at first for sure yes but to me it was just like if I can't enjoy being my by myself like how can others enjoy my presence Mm -hmm. and so I just shifted to this place of like if I'm not like fully satisfied with my personality with my little quirks, you know, like, how am I going to show up for other people? I mean, that's also, like, in friendships. Like, I'm continually portraying this false pink mm-hmm. shoe out of people. And if people aren't willing to just, like, love me and just embrace me for all of this, you know, like, I don't know, weird tendencies that I may have. But Yeah. You said so many things that are okay. just, like, <laughs> resonating so hard yeah. core with me. But I know other people who are listening are probably, like, snapping their fingers, bopping their head, like, yes. Because, Doing your little... Yep, my little squiggly, squiggly fingers. fingers. <laughs> <laughs> because let's be real, how many of us, especially young women, have sought validation or our worth through relationships? And whether it's romantic or other, just other people, right? Whether or not people like you. And I think a lot of <laughs> girls, well, at least look... Thinking back on how I was when I was in my early 20s, even late teens to early 20s, I was like that too, but I didn't realize it. And I, Mm -hmm. and at the time I was like, yeah, I'm confident. I'm, you know, I love myself. I'm very, you know, self-assured. I am, you know, I'm just, I'm going through all of these motions of portraying a very confident front. Mm -hmm. And I realize now that that was literally all that it was. It was a front. Yes. Mm -hmm. But like behind closed doors when I'm completely alone I couldn't spend a minute with myself yes. because of how much self-loathing there mm-hmm. was of, of how much self-hatred and shame there mm-hmm. was built up around who I am as a person mm-hmm. and I felt like a fraud I felt mm-hmm. like a failure yeah. um, but because outwardly it seemed like my life was going great you know boyfriends, friends, like, going, going to good, out, going right? out, yeah. like, living in a great city. Yeah, and, <laughs> like, doing the hot girl summer thing, you know, <laughs> but, um, but then at the end of the day, when you're all alone, like, that's, I couldn't stand being alone. Right. And, and I didn't realize that I wasn't giving myself the love that mm-hmm. I needed. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I didn't know that. And so yeah. I think a lot of, I hope a lot of our younger listeners like reflect on what they actually think self-love is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like kind of just take stock. Right. Yeah. I mean, if you're in an environment on. where like you're surrounded even still with people who you would consider like your people and you still feel unseen mm-hmm. or you feel lonely, I mean, that's, that's a real red flag. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, and I remember being in friend groups and just saying like, what am I doing? Like, I like these people because we have history. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like, but you identify with like the Peng Shua you knew when we first met. And now that like I've evolved, it's like, it's so uncomfortable. So much to say about that because when I think of my self-love journey, it is fully embracing who I am, right? Mm-hmm. And not being afraid to show up as my truest self. And I know I joke around about like being Martha or whatever, but like me being Martha in front of you all is like a sign that I am literally embracing the weirdo that I am. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're being comfortable with us. Yes, yes. But like that's who I am. But right. like if you were to talk to me at like 23, I would be withholding all of that yeah. because I didn't want to be seen as like a weirdo right. or like or like I just be afraid to I think actually say what I'm feeling mm-hmm. right. whether it's social settings like and I t- I just use drinking as an example when I was mm-hmm. younger I would drink all the time because it was the thing to do yeah. even though I got really sick and I was very alert I'm very allergic to it oh boy. but I would go yeah. because I felt like I needed to to fit mm-hmm. in because that, that's the only way I would get a guy is by drinking and going to a, a mm-hmm. freaking bar or a club um, and then third I just thought like well it's I'm young and this is what I'm supposed to do right but then as I grew into my self-love journey and understanding that self-love is doing the things that are best for you, right. irregardless of what other people think, yes. then I started to realize that, it, you know, that is the biggest investment. When you start to align to who you truly are right. and you don't have to fight with like who people see you as and, and who you really are and it just becomes one, right. it's like that is like the ultimate like beauty. Mm-hmm. Like when you can literally show up as who you are right. and not have to fake it. And so my question there is, because for me, I feel like I didn't grow into who I am now. I feel like I transformed into who I am now. So how do you know or find out or discover your truest self? How do we find our Martha? (laughs) (laughs) And if if you're so confused about who Martha is, Martha is right now. This is Martha. And and I'm kind of joking, but not. But like, it's, (laughs) it's my alter ego. No, but it's just, it's. It's, I'm just weird. I'm a quirky person. But anyways, I'm going to go back to Alyssa. I think that it's like <laughs> moments, right? And I don't think it, I, and then there are small moments. I don't think it's like one big life earth shattering thing. For me, it was like coming into small interactions with people that I recognized didn't make me feel good. Yeah. Right. And then I was like assessing, well, what didn't make me feel good? Right. It's because they were pressuring me to do something that really did not feel aligned to who I am. Right. And it's yeah. like. Once I realized that and I was like, going out and drinking every night is just not who I am. Right. And I stopped doing that and I stopped trying to like conform to what other people wanted me to be. I felt so much relief. Right. Yeah. And it was yeah. like, I could wake up and just be like, I feel good about myself yeah. because I did what right. I wanted. Yeah. And I didn't do something because I felt like I had to. Yeah. And I think one thing for me was realizing how liberating it feels to finally find the things that actually bring you true joy right mm-hmm. yeah i'm just gonna bring up a moment from like last night's dinner um with lift sisterhood 
one of the gals, she had made a comment about, you know, when I was younger, like, I had always dreamed that I would be this agent of, like, change or, like, to bring about positive impact in this world. Like, am I on that path? You know, like, Mm. here she is, like, years later. And I think, ultimately, when we're younger, we have these, like, crazy, audacious dreams about transforming the world. And as we get older, we allow for society to, like, warp what we've actually done you know and I think in that process of that self-love it's just like the small moments like Mm -hmm. you treating yourself well you being able to fill up other people's tanks you being able to be a contributor of that community I mean ultimately is building your self-worth up Mm -hmm. it's like I'm actually contributing to something positive something good you know and I think we as women like our purpose you know if you were asking that was like how do I find that? I think ultimately it comes from that sisterhood. Like, well, that's why community is so important. We were never built as humans to, to walk through. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Oh, I love that. Islands, yeah. <laughs> exactly it, you know? So I, I don't know. I feel like everything in my life has always revolved around community, whether it was healthy or not. Mm-hmm. But, you know, ultimately, like, those things are going to be shaping us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and I, I think this goes into what I've been thinking about lately is because I – Lately, I've been feeling very confused and lost and just kind of this whole year, this whole like last two years, having to completely start over and feeling like I've gone back to square one. And we talked about this Mm -hmm. a little bit in our um, previous episodes about progress and timing and stuff. And what I really realized is whenever I feel lost and confused, I always try to go back and remind myself of my why. Yeah. Why am I doing the things that I'm doing and what's my purpose, right? right? What's my main goal? What's my main purpose? But not, not even goal, just why am I doing, why am I passionate in this? What's driving me? And I think along the way, as you're caught up in life, as you're caught up in your job, as you're caught up in the day to day, you kind of lose sight of that because Mm -hmm. there's so many factors. There's so many people like bombarding you with their opinions, with their, um, the things that they want you to do, And then there's the media, there's society, everything, and you get lost. You just, you forget of your, like, your main purpose and your Mm. why. And Mm. just kind of stepping back and closing your eyes and you're like, okay, this is why I started this and let me go back to it. And once you realize, once you find your why and, like, remember your why, everything kind of makes sense again and you, you kind of find that direction yeah yeah I mean I think that's self-love too being able to identify what it is that you want yes and what it is that you need and and then also having the courage to advocate for yourself right mm-hmm. right it's like I think deep down inside we as women and all people in general actually know like the answers that we often seek from other people right yes. we talked yes. about this but yes. deep down inside like when we're going through these moments where we're unsure it's like if you literally just look inward and you you, you think about what it what feels right you just know right and so when it comes to those moments of like deciding what do I do we often look for other people to validate us mm-hmm. right to be like oh am I going on the right track mm-hmm. yes but when you think about self-love and self-worth it's like it's not ever going to be dependent on someone else right mm-hmm. because other people will constant like your surroundings and your environment is going to constantly change what remains is you yes. yeah yeah. And so, like, what has to be so firm and so strong is literally your understanding of yourself. Right. Yes. Because yes. at the end of the mm-hmm. day, the only person that actually has your back is yourself. Yeah. yeah. And and you really need to 
be 100% with, your th- with yourself. And a lot of people, they're like, oh, like I'm, an, I'm out there finding my other half. No, you're a whole looking for another whole. Yeah. Like you as yourself, like you have to love yourself first. I know it's really cliche and everybody yeah. says this, but you have to fall in love with yourself yes. first. You have to love yourself first before you can have the capacity to let someone else love you or learn how to love someone else. Or, you know, you need to take care of yourself first. Because if you don't have that, you don't, if you don't have that energy within you, then how are you supposed to, if you're running on an empty tank, right? you don't have the energy, the fuel to take care of, so, take care of someone else. question would be for you Ping Shua is like if someone is currently in this stage of like turmoil and they're like I don't love myself I want to get there mm-hmm. I, I hope and pray that that day comes but right now I just don't because that's the reality for a lot of us right. mm-hmm. and even for me like there are many days where I don't have that mindset and I do have a lot of like internal work to like remind myself yes. of who I am and like right. my worth but how does how does one start to shift their mentality I mean, not to say it's going to be there's one way to do it, right. but maybe from your own experience, yes. what do you think, like, a young woman today, like, yeah. how can they start to shift their understanding of their own self and start to love themselves? Mm. Well, when I was 20, um, <laughs> I wrote out actually a personal mission statement. Mm. Like, what, like, almost setting the vision for your life. Like, what is it that I want out of this life like before I die mm-hmm. almost like you know Stacey you were talking about your why mm-hmm. and I legit like went down and listed 10 core values and under that I listed things that I wanted to accomplish in my life like it was small little things like be a Tetris champion you <laughs> oh know. wow yeah <laughs> or you know like finally learn how to do the Rubik's Cube uh-huh. like I have yet to do I that, that. Uh, I you know that. <laughs> like yeah. write a book and it was just like I gave myself this opportunity to dream big for myself and again those were in the small moments but big moments too no, mm-hmm. I love that and yeah. the personal mission statement though was just mm-hmm. like what's gonna make you get up and what's gonna make you want to work yeah mm-hmm. again like we can get busy in the rhythms of life of trying to feel like, oh, the clock says I need to be here in my life, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. But when you look back at these core, like, staple statements in your life, like... That you create for yourself. Exactly, that yeah. you created for yourself. Yeah. I was so tired of hearing the narratives from mom, dad, Yeah, like, aunt, this uncle. is what you're supposed exactly. to do. This is, here yes. is where you're supposed yes. to be. Like, yeah. yeah but. So I would say if you don't have that, especially, you know, your, just even your core, like, convictions, like, if those aren't established, like, write them down. Write down your core desires. They don't have to be outlandish things, you know, but it's like, what are the things I'm going to work for? Like, if going to, I don't know, on a tropical trip to, like, Hawaii, mm-hmm. you know, like, is something that's going to bring the ultimate, like, self-love fulfillment for you like put that at the top of your list that's a Mm non-negotiable you know like work towards that if that means like you're having to work a you know job at Walgreens like Mm -hmm. so be it you know like we all have this own journey and and also just let go of that pressure of like it's got to be Instagram worthy it's got to be picture perfect like 
I've got to have the perfect story to tell at the end of my life. I think that's so powerful because we're all on Instagram and that's how we met. And the reality is that so many of us millennials use Instagram as the comparison like Mm -hmm. ruler, right? We look at other people's feeds and and like, yeah, and (laughs) highlight reels and we're like, goodness, I'm not there yet. So therefore I'm behind. And again, like, self-worth is knowing that like your journey is unique to yourself right and that whatever other people are going through they might be on the high right and like showcasing a lot of wins in their life like doesn't make you any less exactly but that's the thing is we're all showcasing these highlights in our lives like these beautiful moments I mean every so often you might get like a very vulnerable caption that's like giving you an insight to someone's struggle and their journey but Again, like, that's small little squares Mm -hmm. and small little snapshots, like, quite literally a snapshot of just what is happening in their life Mm -hmm. for that week, that month, or whatever. And and this really brings us into the next thing we kind of wanted to talk about, which is Mm self-acceptance. And the whole thing, Alyssa, that you were saying about, like, we only show our highlight reels, but we also, we only show our highlight reels because that's what we're confident and that's what we're proud of. We're like you know, celebrating ourselves and we're like, I'm, I'm this, I'm this, I'm this, like all positive things. But then at the core of it and at like, again, behind closed doors, we still have all of these, what we deem as flaws, what we deem as our low points, our low lights. And what self-acceptance really is entails is understanding that you have that and you're okay with all of the the shortcomings, quote-unquote shortcomings that you have. I was actually listening to a podcast where the um, she's like a psychologist and she was talking about how self-acceptance is not resignation, right? It's not like Mm -hmm. being like, ugh, like I fail at this and I'm just going to accept it. It's actually just accepting reality as is Mm. and then not attaching like any additional filters on it. Right. So like an example would be like you break your leg, like you just can't walk Mm -hmm. for x amount of time that's the reality you have to accept that you're gonna have to be on crutches right but what we do often is we add statements like this oh my life sucks because I can't walk and Mm -hmm. now I need it's gonna take me 20 minutes longer just to get to this class Mm -hmm. now and then you add all these other things that then become bigger than what it is and then you suffer more because you're resisting reality like yeah. you resist, okay. like yeah. you're resisting and the, the acceptance of what is just going to have to be. Mm-hmm. Right. And so then it creates this bigger problem in your mind because you start to add these layers of why your situation sucks as an excuse. Right. And it, then it just becomes this like victim play and yes. all that. But then the psychologist is like, what's freeing is if you really just strip all of that away and just see it for what it is and just literally say like, I accept the fact that I broke my leg and I will not be able to walk on it for three weeks mm-hmm. or whatever. That might be like way shorter than it really is, yeah. but whatever. <laughs> um, then you can start to live more freely because you're no longer attaching the other statements to it. Yeah. And so that okay. kind of philosophy can be applied to a lot of things, yeah. right? And I think accepting that quote unquote flaw is step one, right? Like once you've accepted it, then you're like, okay, I have this broken leg. Life is going to be a little bit more challenging now, but how can I help myself? Yeah. How can I right. facilitate my life in different ways? What can I change about my mm-hmm. life, my 
daily routines, the way I do things in order for this, for my leg, not to be an issue. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's translated in my life as how can I live in the moment? Mm-hmm. Like most of my 20s was like, how can I rush through this? Yeah. Yes. I need to get to like... Because you just want to get to the next finish line so you can say, yes, I did this. I got exactly. this accomplishment with my award. Yeah. Yes. But, you know, now that I'm in my 30s, <laughs> I'm like really. Which you don't look a day over 20. Okay, just thanks. So you know. <laughs> Asian jeans. <laughs> but I'm really learning that part about life. I mean, like, this is why old people don't give two craps, you know? But, like, <laughs> I'm so ready for that day. Oh, I mean, that's they like, actually don't care yeah, because the they best. Realize, but I'm telling yeah. you, there's something about turning 30 that, like, changes your perspective. I'm really excited. And just you're like, you know what? This is me. Yeah. Like, the self-acceptance piece. But it's like, now I really don't feel, like, I'm held to this clock. I mean, like, people are having babies left and right, you know, and I'm like, whatever. I'm happy for you. Like, you want to cruise. I'm happy for you. Mm -hmm. Like, this is my life, and my life is freaking good, you know? Like, But being able to see the good and celebrate it. And this is why I think, like, I connect with you two so well, is that you very much not only say, like, here I am, like, here's a process of where I am in life, but, like, here are the things that are going absolutely well in my life too. Like that positivity and that silver lining. This is a huge, you know, game changer for all of us. Yeah. And how we can really, you know, bring that self-acceptance into our own lives and take that leap yeah. forward. It's like honestly a choice, a conscious choice that you have yes. to make about the way you view your cards. Because mm. we've all been dealt some not so yes. pretty moments in our life, right? And those manifest in different ways for us. But we have all in our journeys experienced something that really shook us to our core, that changed our perspective on yes. life. And it could have easily, I think, taken us down the opposite road, right? Like an, a road of pessim- pessimism, um, a road of just like self-pity and right. all of that, which for a moment in my life, I'll admit, like I definitely like ruminated in that but then I realized that's not the life I want to live like I don't want to just feel sorry for myself because I'm given this situation like I'm going to do my best to deal with it in a way that still is positive but also like I'm also going to do what I can to get myself out of it mm-hmm. like if it's a situation yes. I have control in then yes. like I'm going to do what I can to control yes. the outcome and if it's out of my control you just got to let it be right I'm just going to add a little like tangent thought on that but like I used to love throwing pity parties for myself oh same like (laughs) it was just like woe is me please feel me like I just want you to sit in the dumps with me and it felt so good that like there were other people who were remorseful or like oh my gosh you're the victim I feel you or you want other people to also be in crappy situations with you yes Misery loves company. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) And those are the people that, like, as I've grown older, that's where I steer steer so far away from. Yes. Because I definitely had friends in my 20s who were like that. And that's when I realized, like, I don't want to be like you. Right. And Mm -hmm. so you get the conscious choice to um, allow certain relationships to either continue Mm -hmm. in your life or you can decide, you know, that's actually not what I want. And Mm so I'm going to do better for myself. And that does come from a place of self-worth, right? Like, if you know your worth you are going to only allow, like, honestly, certain people in your life. Mm-hmm. And it's not easy because when you were saying how, like, you know, you, you loved throwing pity parties for yourself, the first thought was, like, whenever I'm in a depressive state mm-hmm. or in my depressive episodes, a part of me wants to stay in it. Yes. Because that's easier. Right. Yeah. And 
it takes all of me to claw my way out of it. Mm. And it really is a lot easier for me to just throw my hands up and say, well, you know, I have depression. I'm just going to be depressed for now Mm. and whatever, right? Because there's nothing I can do about it. But no, yeah, there is such like there, there are things you can do about it. It's just hard AF. Right. Yeah. Um, so we're not saying that this, you know, self-love journey and the self-acceptance journey is going to be easy by any means. And I feel like the only reason the three of us are sitting here and like telling you about this experience and giving you guys insight on like what we think self-love and self-acceptance means to us and how we got to where we are, we are right now is because all of us at some point in our lives have hit that rock bottom yeah. where we're like, well, we're at the bottom. There's nowhere left to go but up or we stay here. It's right? also like you recognize when you're in those deepest, darkest moments of your life, like your own strength. Right. Because yeah. like there were times where I'm like, why? Like, why mm-hmm. am I going through this? Like, Absolutely. God, why are you dealing, <laughs> like putting this in my life right now? But like the way I viewed it was like, it is because I'm learning something about myself in this right. moment that I need to be awakened to. Right. Like, I needed to understand this part of myself. And if I did not have this set of circumstance, like, I wouldn't I wouldn't know my own strength. Right. And so mm-hmm. self-worth, like, comes from those yeah. dark moments, too. Mm. I just have this, like, imagery. I don't know if you've heard of Brene Brown's like, segment <laughs> oh. on empathy. Oh. I was like, yeah, have yeah, she's my idol. Have we heard of Brene Brown? I, I know me? you guys know Brene Brown. But <laughs> was her, it you who said that I sound like Brene Brown? The I said that. Oh, you did. Yes, that she was does. Like the, one night she was talking, I was like, you sound just like Brene Brown. I literally. Like would, I'm having a moment. I actually felt it before. I was like, <laughs> does she know that's the biggest compliment I've ever received yeah. in my life? But when you were just talking a little while ago, you you reminded me of Brene Brown. Like, I just had these flashbacks of, like, how she was talking about empathy. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. There's, like, this, like, illustrated video on YouTube. But literally, there's this person who's sitting in this dark hole. And she said, empathy. Well, sympathy is the one who's standing at the top of the hole looking down at the friend and saying, oh, I'm sorry. But empathy is the one who will climb down the ladder and come sit with a friend and turn on the light. Oh. And it's just like when we are in those places of strength, you know, like in the self-love, self-acceptance, like we are literally that empathetic friend who's able to come down the holes for people who are, I mean, like, you know, like depression's a real thing, but just because like you may have like harder days, it doesn't mean, you know, like you can't accept that part about yourself either Mm -hmm. and you can't be strong for other people. Yeah. But the beauty of like what you were saying too, like it literally takes, you know, like energy to claw out to either get out of that state or to have a good day. Like, I think this is when we have the opportunity also to invite, like, the healthy relationships Mm -hmm. in. Yeah. You know, and we have the ability to really create that culture or that, you know, environment for ourselves. And I think that's why, like, Lift Sisterhood and just um, connecting with so many like-minded women Mm -hmm. through our social media platforms has been so powerful, right? Because it's not just, like, we're operating on our independent islands of self-love. It's like we recognize the beauty of helping other women empower themselves to also find that same self-worth and same self-love. And none of us are sitting here as experts or as women who have it all figured out, but we are sitting here saying that like everyone listening, like you are worthy of that journey and it takes so much time and energy, like Stacey said. But again, it just starts with you deciding that you are worth that pursuit. Mm -hmm. 
Absolutely. And like when you decide that, like that mindset and that core value of like I'm worth it carries with you in, in so many aspects and is going to be the most powerful tool for, yes. for self-love and that transformation. Oh, so good. So, I mean, at this point, I know that we've kind of, we've talked about a lot of different things, self-love, self-worth, self-acceptance. And so I guess if you could leave our audience with maybe like a final piece of encouragement, like what do you, what would you want to say to someone maybe who's, maybe somebody who is sitting here thinking like, I want to get there one day. Mm -hmm. You go. Well, um, honestly, I would just say, Oh, I would. I want you to close your eyes, but you're driving, or <laughs> if you are, don't. But literally, close your eyes and take a moment to just see yourself in your place of peace and your place of joy. That confidence that exudes from you, the positivity, that warm energy, like that is you. Like you are so deserving of a great life. You're so deserving of healthy, supportive relationships. And you're deserving of your dreams being fulfilled. And that's a place that you just can't forget. So if it's a matter of like closing your eyes and remembering like, whoa, like that's a badass Peng Shua or that's, you know, like badass Stacey. Like <laughs> that's who I want to be. Like you can be that and you're deserving of that. And just don't allow for any other thing to compromise it because you're worth fighting for. You're worth dying for. Um yeah you're worthy you're treasured that's Mm -hmm. it that's your tagline it is and it literally comes full circle and i did you close your eyes i did yeah i closed my eyes too i was like wow i needed this (laughs) i'm not gonna lie as i was closing my eyes i could feel like the warmth building up in me Mm -hmm. and so i think that's such a powerful exercise is to literally close your eyes and tune out yes like all of the images that you see because when you're constantly bombarded by the things outside you've you fail to recognize yeah. what's actually in you. Yeah. So like do that exercise. Yeah, do that exercise. And I'm just going to give you a bonus little tip here. Ooh, but one of my, one. yes, do for one. <laughs> one of my favorite things to do is I actually was like record myself saying like statements of affirmation oh, or okay. empowerment. Nice. Like voice memos. Yeah. And so if I'm having a really crappy day, like, I'll play it back and, like, hear that positive ping shua. Like, oh, my gosh, you did say that about yourself. Like, we do believe it, you know? And yeah. it's just, like, sometimes, Send those like, to me. You, you need that, <laughs> yeah. you know, for yourself. Like, you to do. hear you pump yeah. yourself up. Like, I mean, I love it when my, you know, gals do it. But, mm-hmm. and I'll, I will send it to girlfriends, too. Like, oh, my gosh, you're just, like, on my heart. Like, I'm going to record a voice yeah. memo for you or whatever. Definitely got, have gotten those from you. And it's it's literally makes it's my day the best every time. Ever. Yeah, so voice memos, guys. Use them. Yes. Yeah. I mean, we're on our phones already, right? We might as well do a yes. little a little nugget. Yeah. Yes. A nugget yeah. of, like, inspiration for ourselves. Yes. But on that same note, I think there's so much power in just, like, taking a moment to write it down, too. Absolutely. Um, I know that when I was walking through the thick of, like, just mental health, of de- feeling depressed and walking through heavy anxiety, I would journal every single day mm. and literally just write powerful statements about myself. Yeah. And that was, and that was what I needed to just like in the moment, get through it. Right. But looking back, like that's such a powerful exercise because you start to visualize it too, as you're writing it. Yeah. And then it's like, you just, the more you do it, the more it just becomes part of like how you think about yourself. Mm -hmm. And so, so we want to give you a moment to plug all of your things before we sign off. 
Um, well, okay. You don't have to ask me twice. Yeah. No, Where I'm can kidding. people find you after this podcast? Yes. Okay. So I said I'm at Lou and Riley. That's L U E. And it's spelled out A N D Riley R I L E Y. I'm sure it'll be in your show notes or. Oh, yeah, for sure. We'll that. link everything. And yes. if you're not following us at this point, then. I don't know then what you you're might doing. not yeah, know, what are you but like, <laughs> what are you doing? Lou and Riley is all over both of our accounts. Yes, so. <laughs> always. These are my girls. Yeah. Um, yes, website lewandriley.com. Everything's Lou and Riley. Facebook on brand. Beautiful um, earrings, guys. Like high quality, handmade, amazing jewelry. Like, gorgeous. Gorgeous. I want every single yeah. piece, and I hope you name one after me. Yes. <laughs> Got another girl collection coming. Yes. Out. Yes. Okay. <laughs> She's already, like, putting her name. She's like, um, I need... Why throw my name in the hat? Yeah. <laughs> so if you want your name in the hat, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, we loved having you here today. I'm so glad we got oh. to catch you because I'm, like, yes. leaving soon for New York and I won't be able to see you again. But I'm so glad we got to do this. Yeah. And literally, like, this is the second time I've met her in person, but I feel like we've, like, known each other forever. Um, and you're just, like... An encapsulated just like nugget of wisdom and like everything of affirmations and you just you make everyone around you feel amazing. Yeah. And it's really crazy to think that this started like on Instagram because Mm -hmm. I remember just thinking like, how is this real? Like, how did I actually connect with somebody that's so wonderful and genuine that I feel like I've known for like ever. Mm -hmm. Right. And now like you're sitting here next to us, like dropping all the wisdom that I normally would be receiving through a screen. But so. this gives me so much hope for humanity, too. Like, there are freaking amazing people in this world. But, and to have this space of, like, Instagram to connect people. I know. Is it's just it's beautiful. So thank you again yes. for your time, your energy, just everything. Thank you for being you and for mm-hmm. sharing your heart, your light with the world. Because we are way better off that with you... you in it. Yes, yeah. with oh, you in our world. Wow. Um, so with that said... Obviously, if you're listening and you made it all the way to the end, you need to screenshot and let your listeners, your audience know that you're listening to us. So if you have the time, we'd love to see who's listening, where you're listening. Take us, uh, take a screenshot, tag um, both Stacy and I in it and our um, T-Talk podcast IG. And we'd love to see who's listening and what your thoughts are on this episode. And if you haven't already, we would love more reviews on iTunes podcast. You can always find me at STCLU on Instagram, and you can find Alyssa at Always Alyssa Marie. And our Tea Talk podcast Instagram is Tea Talk underscore podcast. We also have a website, teatalkpodcast.com. And yeah, thanks for listening, guys. Yeah, thank you so much. And we'll catch you on the next episode. Bye. Bye.